No, the dollar is not in danger. I'm Jason Kelly, and this is Your Investing Questions Answered by Jason Kelly. If you'd like to record a question to be answered on a future episode, please leave a message at my number, 303-747-4428. And you can also email me a question anytime using jason at jasonkelly.com. That's J-A-S-O-N-K-E-L-L-Y.com. The dollar is back in the news, as it has been every few months for the past, oh, three decades or more. Consider some recent headlines. Market Watch, April 17th, 2023. Quote, the U.S. dollar is under fire from rival nations. What happens to markets if the greenback loses its world dominance? End quote. Yahoo Finance, April 14th, 2023. Quote, U.S. dollar slips to one-year low. ETFs to gain slash lose. End quote. Now, for some perspective, consider the following CNBC story from a decade ago. CNBC, October 14th, 2013, quote, default fears put dollars reserve status at risk, end quote. From that story comes a take that should be familiar if you've followed recent news. Here's a quote from the decade-old CNBC story, quote, Anxiety over a potential U.S. debt default has led some analysts to question whether the greenback's days as a global reserve currency are numbered, end quote. But that was then, you might think, and this is now. Maybe the dollar survived that scare, but it might not survive this one. The dollar is in danger. Before I provide some background, here's a preview. No, the dollar is not in danger. The big picture is no different today than it was through the past umpteen dollar scares since the Reagan administration. You know why? Because there's nothing to take the dollar's place. Let's go to a recent call about this issue. Today's call is from Michelle Garner in Cape Cod, Massachusetts, whose brother is worried about the end of the U.S. dollar as the world's reserve currency. Hey, Jason. This is Michelle Garner, originally Colorado location. Now I'm in Cape Cod, Massachusetts with my mom. A question for you. I'm not sure if you can answer this, but uh, my brother is talking about that with all the debt that the countries are going to start not wanting to use the U.S. dollar for trading, and therefore uh, it's going, you know, everything's going to crash, the market's going to crash, and basically the dollar is going to be worth nothing, and therefore all the money in the stock market's going to be worth nothing. So anyway, if you have heard anything about that or can bring that up as a question on the call, would love to hear your thoughts about it. Thanks so much. Bye. Thank you, Michelle. You're not sure if I can answer this. Of course I can answer this. That's why you call my number with these kinds of questions. So buckle up. Here we go. This is a repeating bearish warning and as baseless today as it was every time I covered it in the past. I'm not sure why it holds such appeal, but it's easy to dismiss. I'll turn to last March 27th's note 13 as to why. 
From that letter's The Chase section, that's the upfront executive summary of each Sunday letter's contents, from The Chase of last year's Note 13, sent March 27th, 2022, quote, It's back. The baseless alarm that the dollar will lose its reserve currency status. As ever, all you need to know is the following. The dollar will not lose its reserve currency status for a simple reason. There's nothing to take its place. End quote. The feature article in that note 13 was titled The Dollar's Reserve Currency Status. It began by referring back to the idea that there's nothing to take the dollar's place as reported in note 28 sent July 11th, 2021. Now, why do I refer back to so many previous references to this idea? To illustrate that it's nothing new, just an apparently evergreen bearish scare point. It comes up any time there's a surge in government spending, a wave of fascism accusations, or a claim by hopeful Chinese analysts that a change of the international order is inevitable. I remember back in September 2020, Ray Dalio, who is the founder of Bridgewater Associates, believed that the dollar's reserve currency status was in jeopardy because of the measures the U.S. had taken to support its economy through the pandemic. Because Dalio is a big shot in the financial world, people said we should listen to him, a smart guy, and run from U.S. assets. I noted at that time that the U.S. had experienced social unrest for four months then, but the dollar had not so much as wobbled on its perch. The country had been hit by hurricanes, wildfires, and pandemic arguments, but not once had the reign of the dollar looked tenuous. I concluded, this is a quote from Note 28, sent July 11th, 2021, quote, Through the vicissitudes of politics, social movements, and technological innovation, the Federal Reserve has remained a rock of stability. It even withstood direct attacks on its legitimacy by presidents demanding accommodative policies, and not just from the current administration. It is one of America's most reliable institutions, indeed one of the world's. Its steady hand on the tiller is not something the world will easily abandon. End quote. In 2021, data from the International Monetary Fund showed global foreign exchange reserve composition to be as follows. Hold on a second here. Okay, 2021 global foreign exchange reserve composition in percent. U.S. dollar, 60. Euro, 20. Other, 10. Yen, 6. Pound sterling, 4. It's a long way from 60 to no longer being the reserve currency. A long way. The contender in second place is all the way down at 20 and is a basket case of a currency by comparison. From note 28, quote, Europe is in constant turmoil, a clash of cultures that fails to unite punctilious Germany with freewheeling Greece. Durability of the currency block is forever in doubt, a risk more perilous than another batch of Congress critters at the purse strings. End quote. Oh, but what about China? People ask. China. China is the most overhyped potential economic leader of all time. It's miles away from being able to lead the world on much of anything, but certainly when it comes to reliable currency reserves. Again, from note 28. Quote, China Forget it. The mandarins in charge engage in so much financial flim-flammery and opaque reporting that the renminbi could never cut it as the world's chief currency. 
They don't even have enough confidence to let it float freely on the exchange market. You and I will stand at the great ATM in the sky before the People's Bank of China garners as much respect as the Federal Reserve and the European Central Bank. The renminbi accounts for 3% of central bank reserves, which is about 2.9 percentage points too high, in my view. End quote. On top of all this, people just plain misunderstand the implications of currency strength and weakness. At first blush, it seems we should not want dollar weakness, right? We should want a strong dollar. Wrong. You know what was considered one of the drivers of last year's stock market crash? Dollar strength. That's right. It wasn't higher interest rates per se, but their resulting dollar strength. Bulls said that the chart to watch for a turning point in the stock market was the U.S. dollar in hopes of it, wait for it, weakening. Last year, from January 3rd to its peaks in September and October, the dollar rose 18% against the euro and 30% against the yen. The October 3rd cover of Bloomberg Businessweek read, Can't stop, won't stop. The Fed has turned the U.S. dollar into a wrecking ball, and there's no end in sight to the carnage. What's that? A strong dollar was the wrecking ball? Yes, a too strong dollar is a problem and was one of last year's biggest worries. October CPI killed that dollar rally, sending it lower ever since, really, and it might have been commentary on that that caught your brother's attention, Michelle. It certainly caught the attention of many bearish analysts, which is funny because they had previously said dollar strength was the problem. <laughs> Last November 10th, Barron's reported on why the weakening dollar should bode well for stocks. Quote, a falling dollar reduces the purchasing power of Americans traveling abroad, but investors are likely cheering the fall. For one, it means that companies that derive revenue from abroad will see higher profits when they convert sales in international currencies into the greenback. In the S&P 500, some 30% of company revenue is earned abroad. Secondly, if the reaction to inflation data leads to a sustained downward move for the dollar, it could also suggest that investors' concerns about the economy are diminishing. Global investors tend to rush to havens like gold and the dollar when their concerns about macroeconomic issues rise. End quote. And Michelle, your brother mentioned high U.S. debt as a possible reason for the world to reject the dollar as its reserve currency. But this is another old issue that has yet to matter. Very old, actually. But you know what? Actually, before I get to that, I, I feel like I haven't properly wrapped up this, this weakening dollar thing. When Americans hear that the dollar is weakening, they sometimes rush to, oh my gosh, this is the end of the country. If, if the dollar is going away, that means everything I own is going away and the country is slipping into the mud. And it must be because of this runaway debt. We are, we are sinking under an enormous weight of debt. But it's just not how the factors work. People don't get this. I will get to that debt more in a moment. But but as far as investors are concerned, when, when the dollar weakens, it doesn't mean in absolute terms that the dollar itself is going away. That piece of paper in your hand or those, those, those numbers in your bank account are going to diminish. That's not what it means when we talk about a weaker dollar. It means that the dollar doesn't buy as much of other currencies. They're just fluctuating against each other, right? It's weakening against what? 
absolute value? There is no such thing. A weaker dollar means a stronger yen. A stronger yen against the dollar means a weaker dollar. And guess what? If you are selling things in Japan, for example, you hope that the dollar is weak so that when you bring all those yen back to the United States, your profits are that much higher when converted into dollars. Now, last year, people either visiting Japan or living in Japan were jumping for joy. I should phrase this very carefully. People who use U.S. dollars, either Americans or others, who were in Japan either visiting or living there, were jumping for joy last year and still are to a certain extent because the dollar became so strong. You could take money out of an ATM in Japan. It comes out as yen, but if it was coming out of your American bank account, instead of, of, of 100,000 yen taking out $1,000 back in the States, it would take out only $800 or $750. So it was a very direct comparison. Wow, the dollar is strong. So with only $750, I can buy 100,000 Japanese yen. You can do that at any ATM in Japan. So then when we go back the other way, you can see why American companies, which drive the U.S. stock market, would be quite thrilled if it suddenly became, oh, when I take my 100,000 yen back to Japan, instead of it getting me only $750, it gets me $1,200. So always keep that in mind. When we talk about a strong dollar, a weak dollar, we are not talking about absolute terms. We are talking about its, its relative value to other currencies. And there are many different ways this is good and bad. In the case of U.S. stocks specifically, which is what your brother was worried about, Michelle, and other U.S. assets, a weaker dollar can be very good because when money is brought back from overseas, it's worth more in that weaker U.S. dollar. Okay. Now, Michelle, your brother also mentioned high U.S. debt as a, as a a possible reason for the world to reject the dollar as its reserve currency. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, this is another old issue that has yet to matter, and it is actually quite old. America's national debt has been rising my whole life, my whole life. And I was born in 1971. It's been called a crisis in the offing ever since I paid attention starting in the 1980s. <laughs> I was a nerd of a high school student. So far, so good, though, right? This high and rising debt has not cratered anything. And people who were betting against stocks since the 1980s, betting against the dollar, betting against America due to this insane level of debt, must be lovers of long, long odds. And going forward, it's the same way. To be clear, I agree in spirit. The national debt is out of control. I, too, wish responsible politicians controlled the purse strings. But they never have and never will, and sovereign debt, which is to say country debt, is simply not the same as household debt. This is a reason people don't understand it. They think of national debt like a credit card balance, but it's not. The country makes the money that's used to repay the debt. Talk about a key difference. By chance, I covered U.S. federal debt just last Sunday in this year's Note 3 when I looked at the debt ceiling debacle on tap, courtesy of House Republicans led by new Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Drawing on data from Federal Reserve Economic Data, that's FRED, run by the St. Louis Fed, I reported U.S. federal debt in trillions of dollars, 14.7 in 2011. 16.0 in 2012, 16.9 in 2013, 17.8 in 2014, 
2015, 19.5 in 2016, 20.1 in 2017, 21.4 in 2018, 22.5 in 2019, 26.1 in 2020, 28.7 in 2021, 31.4 in 2022. That last figure, 2022, was an estimate from Statista because it's not available at FRED yet. Yet, in 2021, the U.S. dollar still comprised 60% of global foreign exchange reserves. You might think, well, it must have collapsed last year. No, what happened to it last year? It stayed right around 60%. I have a report from the Congressional Research Service dated September 15, 2022, titled The U.S. Dollar as the World's Dominant Reserve Currency. From that report, quote, The dollar has functioned as the world's dominant reserve currency since World War II. Today, central banks hold about 60% of their foreign exchange reserves in dollars. About half of international trade is invoiced in dollars, and about half of all international loans and global debt securities are denominated in dollars. In foreign exchange markets where currencies are traded, dollars are involved in nearly 90% of all transactions. The dollar is the preferred currency for investors during major economic crises as a safe haven currency. During the global financial crisis of 2008-2009, for example, and amidst the economic turmoil associated with the coronavirus disease 2019 pandemic in 2020, investors sought U.S. dollars expecting the dollar to retain its value. In both crises, the U.S. Federal Reserve adopted extraordinary monetary authorities and currency swap lines with other central banks to provide liquidity and dollars, end quote. There's just nothing to take the dollar's place, high federal debt notwithstanding. And you know why? Because other countries are in just as much debt as the U.S. It's not a uniquely American situation. People are people and governments are a drag everywhere. <laughs> it, it's just human nature. When you're in charge of money that's not your own, you go wild with it. When you're representing interests that demand things of you and you want to keep getting elected, you, you fork out the cash. The U.S. debt to GDP is about 125%. Japan's is 225%. Italy's is 150%. The European, the European Union's overall debt to GDP is 86%. Here we go. China's is 80%. And people sometimes say only 80%. Well, it's at least 80%, but probably higher when we account for China's constant lying in its reports. Nikkei Asia reported on December 7th, 2022, so just last month, in a story headlined, China's debt ratio hits record high at three times GDP, the following, quote, China's debt as a percentage of its economy hit a fresh high at the end of June with local authorities borrowing heavily to underpin an economy weighed down by the central government's zero COVID policy. The U.S., China's main geopolitical rival, saw its debt-to-GDP ratio temporarily top China's in late 2020 and early 2021. But the ratio has since fallen, coming in more than 30 points below China's at the end of June, amid an economic recovery as well as interest rate hikes that have hit the brakes on borrowing. America's future growth prospects also look brighter, thanks partly to immigration expanding its population. End quote. Which brings us full circle back to the main reason we need not worry about this issue. 
the dollar will not lose its reserve currency status for a simple reason. There's nothing to take its place. That's been the case since World War II, and it's still the case. To recap, the dollar reserve's currency status is not threatened. The stability of the Federal Reserve and America's economic transparency have no peers. High federal debt doesn't matter because potential rival currencies come from other high debt places. Dollar weakness relative to other currencies is no problem for stocks and in fact is usually the preferred condition. A threat to American finances bigger than the debt is the absurd debt ceiling debacle used by showboating politicians. Another one of these is on the way this year, but is not going to dislodge the dollar from its perch. Debt ceiling games are more of a problem for treasuries due to questions they raise about the nation's creditworthiness. All for nothing whatsoever, I hasten to add. In short, the dollar's position in global finance is secure, therefore it represents no threat to the U.S. economy or U.S. stock market. Michelle, please assure your brother that he can disregard this non-risk. Thank you for listening. This is Your Investing Questions Answered by Jason Kelly. To record a question for a future episode, please call me at 303-747-4428, 24-7 voicemail there. You can also email your question to me at jason at jasonkelly.com. You can subscribe to the podcast from any of the links at jasonkelly.com to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other platforms. And please don't forget to subscribe to the Kelly Letter. Prices in the stock market are still low, but a recovery is still taking shape and will not be derailed by dollar worries. Please become a Kelly Letter subscriber today at jasonkelly.com to start your own market-beating SIG plans, which have pushed through all past dollar scares. Remember, they're on repeat. Current subscribers, thank you for doing business with me. See you Sunday. Sunday.